Okie dokie. All right. Uh, Dreams and Lives is out, everybody. Dreams and Lives. Ten new songs with JC3 Music. My producer buddy, John. Been talking about the journey. Um, working on songs together. And we got, uh, we got ten of them out in the world now. Uh, very excited about that. It's been an overwhelmingly positive experience, you know, even if nothing, you know, major comes of it, it's been a nice little push of creativity out into the world, something to tell people, hey, this is what I've been up to, share a message, um, you know, through the songs, and you know, connect with people. I've, I've gotten feedback from a lot of friends and family and it's really cool. Um, some music connections I've made out here in Arizona, uh, a buddy, uh, that, uh, did a write up for me back when I was just putting out my first independent CD. Um, shout out to Tim Newby on that one. He's got a new book out about leftover salmon. Check that out. Um, so yeah, we're just, uh, me and John are really excited to share the tunes. So give it a uh, give it a listen. Check it out. Uh, Dreams and Lives, Garrett Anderson. Um, it's on Spotify, iTunes, all that happy stuff. Um, so yeah, I got to celebrate the release with a show at Amped Coffee on Friday night, and then Saturday morning I played uh, the Anthem Civic Community Center um for uh, a bunch of you know kind of older folks that came out and uh that program was called jamming in java it was really cute i got to play for all these like white hairs um and uh it's funny i had to kind of figure out which cover songs were going to go over well with that group um you know basically trying to find the oldest songs in my repertoire and play those played a couple johnny cash songs that was fun um, and then Friday night, the night before, was it was pretty fun. I was like, hey, let's let's bring some energy. Um, I thought about trying to play all the songs. Um, I didn't end up playing all of them. Actually, f- funny enough, I didn't even play the song Dreams and Lives on Friday night. Um, just kind of was trying to go with the flow and work in some covers and, and keep the originals upbeat and uh, played, a, played a few off of the, the new album. I'm still trying to figure out how to play them all well. I don't play them all equally well. Some of them I'm I'm very comfortable with, and some of them I've I've got to kind of go back to the the recorded versions and figure out some of the stuff that was going on on guitar or or uh, some of the other instrumentation. Um, I really like what John did, giving these things just like a clean, powerful, energetic template a skeleton for then the lyrics to dance on and it's like you know no matter how the music turns out or if you if you don't think you got it quite right but you got it pretty close it's nice to think back on the lyrics and it's like wow this is cool that we we created a musical vehicle for this song to be out there in the world and i do i do want the songs to be impactful and meaningful i I put a lot of care and and thought into what I'm writing and you know this collaboration has been a different kind of experience we're also looking to use these songs in film and television and commercials that's really the business that we're in and just releasing it and you know getting a couple hits on Spotify or whatever is uh, just icing on the cake kind of for our mission um, and specifically JC3's mission so um, I hope these songs hold a chance or have a chance to get um, placed and, and get some of that licensing 
uh, action happening and uh, earning a little bit of mailbox money, as they call it in the industry. Um, checks in the mail is never a bad thing. So yeah, I got to play uh, Friday night. Um, thank you to Amped. And uh, this was really cool. There was, I was a couple songs in and there was a woman sitting off to the right, um, you know, pretty pretty you know far up close to the stage but um but off to the right and she was kind of just quiet and by herself and listening to listening to the music but it didn't seem like she was really jamming along you know and uh so i I was like i hope everything's okay with this lady and she's not you know it's not like too loud for her or something you know anything like that um so i leaned over and after a song and i was like hey what kind of music do you like and she goes um she was like oh hey so um I, I actually saw you at the park uh, a, f- a few years ago, and I told you that I really liked Soulshine, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I remember you!" Um, and I've I made that recording of Soulshine and put it on the podcast, hoping it would reach her. But uh, I, I found her again. Um, she was out at the Amped gig, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I totally remember you. Let's do it!" So then I, I played Soulshine for her again, and that was really exciting. Um, such a cool song. Like it just puts me in such a great headspace. The hook is like, uh, you know, it's all about soul shine, better than sunshine, better than moonshine, damn sure better than rain. Yeah, now people don't mind. We all get this way sometimes. We gotta let our soul shine, shine through the break of day. Um, something like that. And how could you sing those words and and not like put a smile on your face? I also told, told a really cute story. Um, I started with, uh, drop these blues and went into diving in from there. And during diving in, I just kind of, I was still playing the chords on the guitar, but I kind of made it really quiet. And I was like, I'd love to tell you guys a quick story if I could. And, uh, people were like, Oh yeah. And, And kind of turned their attention my way, which is, um, you know, I'm not always the best at carrying the room, you know, I'm kind of, I like to play my songs and, and try to have experiences as a a live performer. But, um, you know, this was, I I don't always just tell stories over the song. Like sometimes I'll try to tell a story in between the songs, but I think that's one of these like songwriter tricks that I've seen from maybe Jim Croce or James Taylor, like that kind of echelon of player, maybe even like Paul Simon would do this. I, I don't know. But, um, keep the music going while you're telling the story or while you're introducing the song or, or towards the end of the song or wherever in the middle of the song for, for diving in. I told this beautiful story. It's a true story of uh, my daughter, my six-year-old in the back of the car driving home from school one day. It's like, dad, guess what I learned about singing today? I was like, what? She says, it sounds different if you're smiling when you're singing. She was like, you have to smile when you sing. And I was like, this is such a great lesson for me to hear right now. <laughs> like, to do tell. And whatever was on the radio, you know, she uh, she goes, no, Dad, really, listen to this. Uh, she was, um, I don't know, what, what example should we use? Um, um, well, let's use, let's use Diving In, sure. So uh, pretend we're listening to Diving In in the car, and Bryn sings along with it. She's like, so, you know, how does this sound? She's like, beware where you're diving in 
And, uh, and then she's like, but if you smile, it sounds like this, you know, you gotta believe in yourself enough to be you. So you and she, she was singing along with whatever the song was on the radio in the car. And, uh, it was so beautiful that she wanted to demonstrate this for me. And she was like, did you hear it? It sounds different, right? And I was like, of course it sounds different. And, you know, let's take that lesson to its, to its extreme, right? It's live with intention, approach things with intention, put a smile on your face as you're going into it. Even if that's the hardest part of it, sometimes putting the smile on your face is the hardest part of it, but it always is going to pay off. Um, which is kind of the message of the record. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, kind of a funny thing here. I have discovered a new podcast, uh, well, new to me. It's called Andy Frasco's World Saving Podcast. And it dawned on me as I was listening to this guy, I was like, oh, this is part of what I wanted Live At Ya to be. Like, I heard that guy, and he's interviewing um, these really cool cats in the, the jam music scene and, and the festival scene and people responsible for some of the business aspects, old road, you know, road warrior, salty dog, old musician guys that are just like, hey, man, this is what we do. We go make music for people and, and try to pay the bills, you know, living out of the van for 10 years. They're doing it. Like, I have that in my head as a fantasy life, you know, but they're actually doing it. So all I could do is, um, you know, take guesstimations at what that experience is like, but these guys are actually doing it. So yeah, listen to that. Uh, Andy Frasco's World Saving Podcast, if you want, he's really hysterical and crass. I'll warn you that now, but that's that comes with his freedom and his freeness, his willingness to live freely in the moment and just be brutally honest. Um, it's refreshing to hear. And he brings this energy to his interviews, which is really great. Um, so, uh, yeah, check that out. And it's kind of nice in hearing that it wasn't like, I was like, Oh crap. Now I can't do my podcast. It was like, okay, now that I know that that's out there, I don't have to try to be that as well. I can be my own thing through subtraction, right? Sometimes we're, we're very hung up on who am I and what is it that I'm doing in terms of like addition, you know, what have I done lately? You know, um, those sorts of things. What, what else do I need to be doing? And sometimes we need to eliminate something, you know, subtract, I guess maybe that's the spirit of New Year's resolutions, right? Oh, by the way, it's live at you, January 15th. So happy New Year. 2019, everybody, we made it live at you. Yeah, so maybe that's the spirit of New Year's resolutions. And I didn't really articulate my resolutions to myself this year. It was Christmas time. We were hosting my parents. Lovely time. Um, and I didn't spend a lot of time thinking like, well, what am I going to resolve to do differently in 2019? I just kind of enjoyed the experience of the holidays and kind of went into the new year's and was like, all right, it was a rainy new year's in New York city where all the people were broadcasting from. And the, the, the new year's, new year's coverage this year was a shit show. People were drinking like crazy and, uh, getting wet. Um, there was some CNN coverage from a bar in New Orleans and they were just, it was really awkward and a train wreck in terms of coverage. But, um, but yeah, so 
I'm watching that, and I'm like, all right, it's a little rainy. I didn't really feel like partying, you know. New Year's Eve doesn't quite have the same sort of reckless um, rock and roll uh, rage out kind of appeal to me as it once did. Um, you know, so we kind of had a quiet evening and, and enjoyed a few cocktails and rang in the new year. And it wasn't until like a couple days into the new year that I was like, you know what, I, I think I think I'm starting to articulate in my mind some of my resolutions. I uh, decided in the new year to um, journal a little bit. Um, this is kind of like audio journaling for me in some capacity, but also there's stuff that I would write down for myself that I would never say into this microphone. Um, you know, so I wanted to just jot some things down and just kind of put the day into perspective and just into some bullet points. And it's an opportunity to see what it is I'm thinking about and what it is I'm accomplishing, what it, what it is that I, that I still need to do, um, get that stuff down on paper. And I was strong out of the gate with that one. I did that for a couple of days, but I haven't in a while, but I'm glad I said it because now I'll do it tonight. Maybe this might, um, kind of qualify. Uh, we'll see how I feel at the end of it. But um, and the other was to be more collaborative. I be less sh- shut off um, and embrace the adventure that comes with allowing other creative forces into your experience. So um, in that, uh, I've been reaching out more on email. Obviously, blasting out uh, the promotions for Dreams and Lives has been something where I'm like, that's collaborative to me because it's something that I'm putting out and getting feedback about. And there's an energy exchange there. Um, and then I also invited, um, Austin up at Amped. He helps run the sound. He's the proprietor's son, uh, to come up and jam with me on stage on Friday. It'd been a while since I shared the stage with anybody. And that was really cool. Um, uh, a lot of energy, a lot of potential. We'll have to kind of hone it in. Um, he's a, a younger player, but man, he, he can leave it out on the stage. He can bring some energy, sings with his whole body, plays guitar with his whole body. It's really interesting. Um, I'm going to kind of see if I can take him under my wing a little bit and uh, see if we can channel some of that energy into like, you know, a really pleasant um, and, and musically awesome time. Um so I had him jam with me. I had, oh, sorry, microphone came in and out. Um, I had a bass player who came over and jammed with me. He's a jazz player and a professional musician in Arizona. Coaches, or not coaches, instructs, teaches at like some community college uh, system of jazz players. And I was very humbled by him being over. Um he, he, you know, he's an older guy and he could play whatever. I was a little underprepared. I should have had some notes. And he was like, so how do you communicate your music to people was, was kind of the takeaway from that. And there's some jazz cats that play so well that if you give them good enough notes, you can just go, you know, two, three, four, and then hit the song together. And then however the song comes out is how it comes out. I was like, shit, what if I did that? What if I hired some jazz musicians laid out my songs, figured out kind of the general BPM, whether they could rehearse or not, just go out and let the song be what it is, you know? And they can play through the chords, and I'm a, you know, strong enough singer, and if the song makes enough sense, they'll figure it out, you know? By the time the chorus comes around the second time, they're going to go, oh yeah, all right, let's let's give this a, a little bit of feel. Or it could be a train wreck, and uh, I end up 
screaming at everyone and storming off of the stage. Um, <laughs> no, hopefully that wouldn't happen. Um, or I try to take a solo with like this, you know, really good jazz guitar player and he's like doing his little thing and moving things along. And then I start soloing and it, it just falls off the rails. That would be a bummer, but hopefully it wouldn't happen. Um, so yeah, just the being open to collaboration. Um, it's, it's exciting for me. And maybe this is just like a things come in phases kind of deal where, you know, uh, different priorities, different freedoms, different constraints. You know, the kids used to be younger and now they're a little bit more independent. Um, the kids are great. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Are you sticking to them? Um, I even did like a good bit of, uh, you know, cutting back on drinking alcohol you know, even if it's just a beer at night or a glass of wine with dinner, it's like, there's, there's some calories there. And, you know, there's definitely benefits to some sobriety, <laughs> right? I read and I stretch and then I get bored and go to bed. So I get a good night's sleep. Um, that's funny. That reminds me of, of how Bill Burr talks about it sometimes. Shout out to Bill Burr for being an influence to try to podcast a little bit. Um, all right. So I guess I talked about most of what I wanted to talk about. Oh, so, okay. I remember. In terms of the mu- you know, the universe unfolding, there's a really cool direct path of how dreams and lives came to be. I was in Arizona, playing gigs, working on songs at the house. My studio chops, my home studio, home production chops are not where they need to be. And I also don't really know how to do drums other than little rinky-dink keyboard drum beats um, or Logic Pro's drummer tracks, which is their... uh, You plug in a song, plug in a tempo, and then they give you this drum track that you can parameterize, um, you know, turn, turn the loudness up or the complexity up or slide that down and change which kit you're playing on. They even have different like stylistic personalities of drummer that you can choose from, you know, the hard rocking drummer versus the like, um, songwriter percussion guy that plays like some bongos and chimes and shit. Um, so that's the only way I know how to make drums. And I'm like coming up with really creative demo ideas, but I'm not finishing anything. I wasn't finishing a single thing, playing a lot around the house, playing some gigs, you know, doing the thing. But, um, then I was like, man, I I need this to be something bigger. I want to see something from all this. And I reach out to my friends at the advice of my, you know, mentor. I was working with this guy, Andy Bustamante, right? The Me Now Movement guy. Um, And he's doing awesome right now too, by the way. He's making moves with his life. He's got this everyday espionage thing going on where he's applying what he learned in the CIA to like life coach forum, you know? Like how is everyone going to live their best life um, through the lessons that I've learned and can communicate about covert intelligence, right? Pretty cool idea. So he's taking that show on the road. He got himself, he's like doing the rock star thing. He, he got the, the van, 
He's going to have his family, you know, driving in the RV and they're going to go explore the country and spread this message, um, articulate and enunciate. There's a new groove I came up with right before the podcast. Articulate and enunciate. That might be part of my new uh, vocal warm-up for gigs. Um, but yeah, so Andy's doing good. And my mentor's like, why don't you reach out to your your you know close network and you know, explain what it is you're trying to do and ask if they know anybody to help or have any suggestions of stuff to check out. Put yourself out there. You know, maybe give a couple people a demo and say, what's your honest feedback on this song? Would this be catchy? You know, is it good enough? How does it hit you? Do you have any recommendations for what to do as a songwriter? I got some great feedback from people. And continued on in the journey of finding my own songwriting voice while, you know, allowing myself to be influenced. And uh, my buddy Dave, his wife was able to recommend the Nashville Songwriters Association. Um, and they had a chapter out here in Phoenix and I go, cool. I want to get into music publishing. I want to get songs. Um, at the time, my main focus was trying to get songs into artists' hands. The vision and the dream for me was, oh shit, what if Tim McGraw played this song? Or, you know, what if Dave Matthews played this song, right? Standing Above the World is one of my songs that I wrote. And after I was done, I go, man, how cool would it be to hear Dave Matthews play this one? So that was the original dream. And then by pursuing that one, so I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go to this Nash, Nashville Songwriters Association. And if there's anywhere that is dealing with songwriting and placements and, and uh, pitches and getting artists to cover songs, getting songs used on records, it's Nashville, right? So you got to like, you know, th- there's a reason there's a system and a game and like a, a place where the thing is happening for a reason. So you got to give it its due uh, respect. And I go to there. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what's going on here. It was a meeting where we got to sing a song and critique each other and listen to this great lesson from this cool lady um, where she talked to us about um, hit country song writing tips. You know, don't bore us, get us to the chorus. Don't tell us, show us, right? For lyrics, you know, paint a picture. Um, if there's a gun in the first scene, you know, it better be used somewhere in the story. That kind of stuff. Uh, oops, I just stepped on my headphones. I'm walking around a little bit. Feels good. Getting some energy out. Getting some vocal energy out. Um, so this lady puts on this show. And then somebody else, uh, we're, we're chatting and networking. I'm telling people my elevator pitch. Hi, I'm Garrett Anderson. I'm a songwriter, a performer, and I'm looking to get my songs uh, into the hands of established artists to get used or uh, use them in film and television or commercials. Um, yeah, I'm looking to get into music publishing, basically. And uh, then this person goes, hey, you might want to go to um, NARIP, the National Association of Recording Industry Professionals event. And there's going to be one in Phoenix coming up in a couple weeks. I said, okay, cool. Let's go to NARIP. So it went from Leah, you know, back in Nashville, recommending the Nashville Songwriters Association to now NARIP. I go to NARIP. I'm networking with people. Um, 
And this is not my comfort zone. I don't like to go network. I don't like to sell myself. I don't like to be in transactional experiences too much, actually. I kind of like to be in the moment where we're not trying to get something from each other. Um, But I guess we always are kind of getting something from each other. Energy, attention, time, um, you know, touch, uh, gift giving, right? Love languages, Um, affirmations. Um, so, uh, we're networking and I, uh, I'm doing my elevator pitch. Hi, I'm Garrett, songwriter, performer, looking to get into publishing and, uh, you know, have some interesting conversations, meet a venue owner. That was great. I stay in touch with him. Um, and, uh, and then towards the end of the night, I'm like, oh man, I'm kind of striking out here. Nobody's going like, oh, cool. I need you and you need me. Well, uh, the event is kind of wrapping up. I'm having my last few conversations. And after my elevator pitch, this guy goes, oh, did you talk to John and Jen yet? And I go, who's that? He goes, JC3. I go, no, I didn't meet them. They must have left before I got here. and Or I just didn't have a chance to, uh, to interact with them. And he's like, okay, well, here, take a picture of this business card and follow up. Um, I follow up with John. Say, hey, man. Um, I'm a songwriter. I've got some demos. Can I send them your way? We'll see if we can, you know, build something together. Um, and he has me over, we kind of chat. He's like, all right, man, you got a cool tone. Maybe we can do something together. Um, so that's Leah to Nashville Songwriters Association to NAREP to John and then fast forward a year and a half, two years, however long we've been working on this stuff, and Dreams and Lives is out. So snowball of experience is something that is very real. And if you ever start feeling like you're stuck, you know, just kick that snowball down the hill. See what happens. Sometimes you'll have to course correct. Sometimes you'll have to abandon the snowball altogether. But you'll never know what could happen unless you kick the snowball down the hill. I feel like I just wrapped up a TED talk by uh, making it the snowball on a hill. Show them, don't tell them. Uh, what else here? And thanks to uh, Kevin Brannigan. Shout out to my man KB on the artwork uh, for sure. Uh, really appreciate that. Um, the other thing I'm like humbled. Uh, I was talking about doing a jamming with a jazz band. The other the other day I. Um, Again, like you let the universe like give you a little bump, give you a little perturbation, um, get a little jiggled by the universe. Uh, there was a article about sixth chords and in music how sixth chords um, are kind of like these cool little colorful chords that you can put in that don't dominate the identity of the key of the progression. And I was like, this is interesting. So I ended up reading that article, figuring out some sixths chords, you know, so in music, think about a major chord is the happy one. The minor chord is the, you know, dark, sinister, sad version of that chord. Um, So you have like A minor and A major, major is happy. Um, And then if you have a seventh on there, that's like the bluesy version of the chord, if you will. Uh, But not many people play with the sixths, the sixth, sixth version of the chord where you count up. um, So if it's an A, uh, you go through do, re, mi, fa, so, la, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. 
And then so you have that note six in with the rest of your chord. Um, it gives it a cool flavor. And they showed some examples of songs that it was used in. The Beatles apparently sing the sixth on the end of a chord of the song Help. And it gives this, this cool kind of colorful, a uh, little bit old-timey ending to the song. Um, and then a Paul McCartney song, Fool on a Hill, uh, is a, a is a sixth chord back and forth. I think it was D and G six back and forth to start the song. And it's like, that's how you can use this chord uh, underneath a melody um, of a verse. So it was really cool. I got into like music theory mode for a little bit. And I'm sure that's a culmination of seeing the jazz guy, feeling humbled, needing to chart out my songs, um, and like understanding the music behind this stuff. I'm at a place where now that this project's out, I've got a lot of like mental energy freedom, which is great. I was like nervous before the songs were out because it was like, oh, did we do everything we could do? You know, there's still time to like make one final tweak or send out an extra promotion email or, you know, post another video on Facebook and all that stuff. I, I, I kind of want it to flow. It's like when I'm ready to share something, I'll share it. I was just ready to get this music out. And now that it's out, it's like, all right, it's out. Some people say that artwork is never finished. It's only abandoned. And, um, you know, there's some truth to it. I, I don't agree with it like 100%, but... Um, this was um, something where now that it's out, it's like, hey, cool, it's out. I hope it does some good in the world. Um, move on to the next thing. Let's get bigger and better and better. Um, yeah. So, uh, dreams and lives. Hope you dig it. I'll probably uh, talk about each of the songs in some upcoming podcasts. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting. Hope you're doing well. I'm going to try to figure out some jazz chords and uh, chart out my music and tell people about dreams and lives. And yeah, I, I appreciate all the love and all the feedback that I've been getting about the music so far. Really, really appreciate that. Um, and John and I are going to keep working. I got some stuff I owe him. I need to get him some guitar tracks and some vocals. We've got two new songs uh, in, you know, in the works. So a sophomore surge with JC3 is what I'm looking for. Sometimes people will have a sophomore slump. This is going to be the sophomore surge. I can feel it. And I'm going to hustle at it. I'm going to try to find myself in the music and be as honest as I can be but also being like positive and productive. Um, I've gotten a lot of opportunity to get my angsty songs out of the way. And it's, it's cool to try to work in just a little bit of angst into these positive songs. Cause I think it, it makes them more relatable. It's hard to just have a song go like, you know, uh, umbrellas and drinks and sunshine and beaches and tanning lotion. You know, it's like, Oh, that's great. It sounds like a party. Right. But it's like, well, did you earn the party? You know, or what are you celebrating? You know, why does, why does that matter? Um, just pleasure for pleasure's sake doesn't seem to be, um, be all that interesting of a story, right? So I try to work in a little intrigue into all my songs, a little angst, a little angst, but overwhelmingly positive because film and TV and commercials need that shit. And frankly, it's a good, it's a good 
like shtick, you know? Hey, let's all try to be really positive um, and love what we love about life and love ourselves, you know? Not be so hard on ourselves and our loved ones and the moment and the universe. Just let it be what it is. Just let it be what it is and say thank you. And and then hustle at whatever's interesting and important to you. Um, I guess that's the deal. When I was walking out of the office today, I smelled some beautiful blossoms of some sort of tree out here in the desert. And I smell it every so often. And sometimes it smells so sweet and so good. Um, even on bike rides, I'll be bike riding past and I'll smell a tree and just go, oh my God, that's so good. And I know one of these days I'm going to figure out what it is, but I don't know what it is yet. And it's kind of neat that I can't go seek it out. I'm not like, it, it might be a sweet acacia tree. That's I think one of the trees that's out here. I don't, I don't know if it's that one, but, um, I'm sure I'll figure that out at some point, but it's kind of neat not to know it right now. It's just like, oh man, one of these trees smells really good right now. The smells in air, in the nature of Arizona are something that are really cool about out here. It's a little dusty and rocky and hot and spiky. Um, but there are some really nice smells, (laughs) (laughs) the desert after it rains smells really good and whatever tree that was that was outside of my office smelled really good and um i also picked up my dog's poop from the backyard today because we don't we don't want that to be the smell of the backyard (laughs) all right hope you're well happy 2019 Go check out Dreams and Lives. Tell me what you think about it. Share it with a friend. You know, this is the part where, oh, rate it, review it, comment it. I just I just cringe. I just cringe. But they, you know, those are just tools. They're just platforms. It's the universe as it is. I should remove my, my cap of judgment and put on my cap of gratitude um, and, and proceed and just try to do good work. Okay, I got I got the bounce back in my voice. All right, that's a good note to wrap up on. All right, uh, much love, all the best, um, and uh, we'll see you somewhere down the road. Peace. Ah